0: Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. Tonight we are talking men's golf as the Hall of Fame golf coach for the Campbell Fighting Camels is here, along with assistant coach and Campbell alum Matt Moot and two current members of our men's golf team. But we will start with a man who has coached men's golf here at Campbell for 33 years. He's also coached the women for 32. His women have a total of 18 conference titles, including 6 straight and 24 overall NCAA regional appearances, including 10 straight NCAA regional appearances, 34 total in his coaching career, 5 NCAA championship appearances, 26 conference players of the year, 11 conference freshmen of the year, 26 conference team championships, 23 conference coach of the year awards, 100 and 59 team tournament titles, 98 for the women. That is second all-time in the history of Division I women's golf. I'm not done yet, Coach. 195 all-conference team members, 335 conference all-academic team members. He is a USGA Junior Amateur Champion and National Golf Coaches Association Hall of Famer, and we are delighted to have him on the show. He is John Crooks. And, Coach, how are you today?
1: kind of humbled by what I just heard.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations on all of that. And uh, the best thing about you is you would not have let me read that if you knew I was going to uh, read that. Thank you so much for, for being here. Let's talk about the men's team coming off some recent individual success of some tournament success. Give, give us your overview of the men so far this year.
1: Well, I'm very fortunate that we, uh, we have 12 great players. And so it becomes a matter of, Which ones do you play? And we we determined that through qualifying tournaments. This last week, we had a situation where we were invited up to North Carolina State to play, and uh, we had two great performances. Uh, Alejandro is our senior, and um, uh, he had the low round of his career in the last round. And um, Amadeus, now his nickname is Yo-Yo. Okay. OK, so All if, right. if you want to call him yo-yo, that's fine.
0: That makes things a little easier. OK,
1: yeah, it does. And um, <laughs> um, but he ended up winning the tournament. And so uh, coming off of uh, we finished first and we finished second. And so that was that was huge. All the ACC teams were represented plus teams from the SEC. So life's good at camp.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, when you think about how this year has has gone so far, um, what are you most proud about when, when you think about what your men's team has done up till now?
1: Well, when you see guys set personal best records, that's when all of their hard work and Matt and my direction has really paid dividends. And so uh, early in the year, we lost a really good player uh for some health reasons, and he's come back, and he's played well. And uh, one of our um, uh, seniors, our fifth-year senior, uh, Hank Lilia, he's had some fantastic events. We're good, and we're getting better. Uh, and, you know, it's, right now it's just an exciting time.
0: When I was talking to you and Coach Moot separately earlier in the year, the, the thing that you told me when when I gave you, you know, how's it going so far is, the competition every day in practice and the competition in these qualifying tournaments are a lot because you have such a, such a good, good roster from, from top to bottom. What does that make the atmosphere like in, in practice every day?
1: It just makes our job a whole lot easier. Uh, you know, we can, we can try to be motivational. We can try to s- say some really, you know, important things to jack them up. But the truth is, when they're looking across at a teammate and it's a matter of who's going to win, um, that's what gets their fires uh, stoked and they get uh, they, they get serious.
0: And they seem to still all like each other, too.
1: Uh, yeah, so far, no <laughs> fights.
0: <laughs> um, tell me about these qualifying tournaments, because I think that's one thing about collegiate golf that a lot of people don't realize. It's it's not a lot like basketball where, hey, you have your starting five and you're going to roll out from them before You go to each tournament, you have a little tournament of your own. Explain that to everybody.
1: Well, there's two ways to, two strategies that coaches use. One is that you choose your top five. You let everybody else sit back home and and practice and do whatever. But it's your top five guns that are the ones that are going to spend all the time on the road. I don't like that. Uh, when I talk to these people about coming to Campbell, I talk to them about the fact that we have a great golf course, we have a great practice facility, we have great weather. We're in a situation where we can practice every day, and our goal is to get better every day. And so uh, <clears throat> when we finish a tournament, we might have one spot available, we might have three spots available, and then we'll, host, we'll have a, a competition. And that gives the people back home a chance to get better. And and the truth is, the day is gone where you get five people, and they're healthy all year long, yeah. and, and, and you end up. So we've got great depth, and, and they're continuing to improve.
0: Um, let's talk about uh, the, the rest of the schedule for a little bit. Uh, next weekend, um, you'll be down in, in Statesboro, Georgia to, to do that tournament. What, what can you tell us about that one? <laughs>
1: They put the pins in places that you look up and you say, well, that pin's not on the grid. <laughs> and it makes it extremely difficult to get to the right angle and uh, uh, to give you the best chance. But this is a tournament that, I mean, I, I went to the University of Houston in 1968, and uh, the University of Houston was playing in the Schenkel then. And this is one of the longest-running uh, major college tournaments in the country. And so it's an honor to be there. We'll be against some great competition. And um, uh, I mean, this is a, this is an exciting time.
0: No doubt. And then after that, it, it, it's interesting that we're talking really just a, a, a month and a half away from from conference. And we'll get to that. But you go to the Seahawks Intercollegiate, and that's something you have been to for a few years. You, you guys like that tournament and usually do pretty well.
1: Well, we've had we, we've had some success. I think we've won it a couple times and uh, we've had some good finishes. It's a, just a golf course that sits up well for us. I mean, it's a beautiful place. It's uh, at landfall, a nice uh, de- uh, uh, development. Um, we look forward to it. It's, it's good greens, and anytime we have good greens, it's, it's, it's fun to compete.
0: And, and finally, the Lonnie Pool um, back up at the uh, Stitch Intercollegiate where, where you just had two of your golfers finish one and two. You all have had amazing success at that place, NCAA regionals, tournaments. That's uh, th- that's almost the uh, home course away from home course for you all, isn't it?
1: Well, it's not that familiar, but it's, uh, <laughs> um, it's a place that we have had success, and it's a place that welcomes us. And, you know, part of it is that the general manager of Lonnie Pool um, <coughs> it was a young man, Chip Watson, who was a – Captain of the men's golf team before I came to camp. <laughs> so he was in the late '80s, and he treats us very well. And um, uh, Lonnie pools a good, good course.
0: Okay, um, we will we will save it till later. Do we talk about about conference? You all have had so much success down there in in South Carolina, but let's talk about what you have done recruiting for four decades now, and particularly over the last couple of decades, your roster is made up of some great golfers from all around the world. If we just read down it, we've got Norway, Sweden, France, Spain, Sweden, 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 France, Sweden, Lynchburg, Virginia, Sweden, Indonesia. How do you get golfers from all around the world to come here to this great place we know as Campbell and Buies
1: Creek? When I was hired to be the golf coach, my charge was to take the money that I was given and to to create the most competitive golf team that I could for the conference and for the state and for uh, a larger area if, 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 that ever, if it ever came to that. Um, and so what I learned early in the recruiting process is that it was very difficult to take the 10th or 12th best player in the state of North Carolina and compete against the ACC or uh, and so what I had to do is I had to look at other places now that doesn't mean that we haven't had a a lot of really good players from North Carolina but that's not necessarily the most fertile ground I was fortunate to go to Sweden one year and happened to recruit an alpha male that um, everybody in Sweden Knew who he was, and if they didn't, they wanted to know who he was. <laughs> and he went back home, and he and and he won a couple of big tournaments, and and he told people, well, you know, God, Campbell's just perfect for what I need. And so we've been fortunate to have some people follow his footsteps, and um, and I and and of course I just love Sweden, so uh, <laughs> that may continue. No doubt. And when you first
0: approach this, do people approach you? Do, do you approach them? How does initial contact be made for some of these recruits nearly halfway around the world?
1: Well, when you, first, when you first go out, the only thing you have is you just have to walk up, introduce yourself, and try to strike up a conversation. More times than not, that doesn't work very well. <laughs> uh, what does work well is if somebody... Can be a go-between that can introduce you and say, oh, this is so-and-so. And, and certainly that's over 33 years I've built up some um, people that I know in different places that have a lot of knowledge about golf, and, and they've made my life easier. So you, know, you might want to talk to this person.
0: Um, when you approach these, and you told us a, a little bit about it, but um, you're – I don't even want to call it a sales pitch because you're promising things that you deliver on, but what really grabs recruits and has them take a chance on you and Campbell University, especially when they're from
1: Europe or from Asia or from Australia? <clears throat> what they want to know outside of North Carolina is, am I going to a place where I'm going to receive attention, where I'm going to have an opportunity to improve, uh, am I going to have weather that's good enough to play all year long? Uh, and do I have the, Does the golf team have the backing of the institution? Well, as uh, I have heard uh, people say, every single thing you need to be the best you can get at Campbell. We have touched every base, and yeah, uh, you know, that's why we have some people playing professionally.
0: Yeah, I, I was just that was going to lead me into, into my next question. I mean, I've just been here for, for 10 years, and, and every year you have one, two, three guys that graduate here, have a degree, have had a lot of success, and go on to the professional tours, let alone the, uh, the, the, the Brad Fritches of the world that, uh, that, that had a, a decade-long career in the pros and the, and the PGA tour. How proud does that make you and the coaches feel when you see someone go out there and play for a check for the first time?
1: Oh, of course we're proud, and of course we're happy for them, and we're happy for Brad, and we're and and you know knowing Brad and his father and his mother and his brother and, and knowing how happy they are. I mean, they're 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 all six inches taller than they were before <laughs> Brad got came to yeah. school. But uh, it's it's a great reason to coach when you see young people develop, and it's impossible for us to tell a 17 or 18 year old what their chances are later on. There's so many different paths they can take. Um, Brad was a great example. He wasn't very highly recruited and um, he came out and bingo. He's on the PGA tour.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. uh, A big question. The fact that you have been here um, as the golf coach for almost three and a half decades now, um, you could go anywhere in, in the golfing world to, uh, to, to go and continue to coach and, and do what you do. Why has Campbell been the place for all these years for John Crooks? Well, that's, that's
1: really simple. Uh, my children went to school here. Uh, they married very well here. Uh, they chose to live nearby. All of my grandchildren were here. Uh, and as the athletic Director told me one time when I asked for a raise, <laughs> and he said, "Well, I don't think we're going to give you that raise." And I go, "Well, you should I look someplace else?" <laughs> he goes, "Your wife's not going to let you go anywhere." <laughs> so, um, um, this has been a this has been one of those situations that I've been in the right place at the right time doing something that I love to do.
0: You have won between the men and the women 159 tournaments. Are there any, of all those tournaments that I know you have enjoyed uh, immensely, are there any couple that that stick out, any championships that that stick out, any tournament wins that that stick out in this long and successful career?
1: If you walk into my office, we have a wall that's full of trophies. And every time I pick up one of those trophies, I might be picking up something from 17 years ago. And I can remember where we were and who played well and how close it was. You and, really and, can Oh absolutely. still do that. And they can too, the people who, the alumni that come yeah. back. And, you know, <laughs> you get excited about every single one of them. And so to be able to pick one of them out, uh, you know, I, I don't think I could do that. Okay,
0: so uh, more golf questions here now. So what is your favorite place you personally to play? I'll ask you about where's your favorite place to, to coach and bring a team, but but, but but where do you like to play or did like to play? I know you don't have time to get out that much anymore, but, but, but where do you like to play?
1: Um, Charleston is a great town, and they have a little uh, – place called the Isle of Palms, and the golf course was named Wild Dunes. And when I played it the first three or four times, it was it was almost uh, it was just an unbelievably positive feeling. Of course, then the hurricane came through yeah, and it wiped out like 15,000 trees and it's still a great golf course. But that one was special.
0: Yeah. Where is your favorite place or places to take a team for a tournament?
1: Well, if, if if I'm dealing with the guys, I think going to Statesboro and get it being able to play in a tournament where you look down and you realize that well wait a minute there's 15 people who are in the Golf Hall of Fame that played at the same place and here's this is their scores and, and for our guys to have a chance to go out and match their skills to those uh, to their to what they accomplished uh, I th- that's exciting that's exciting
0: okay this is a this is a bit of a personal question but um, but I, I have you here on the mic so I'll ask you I have two 18 month old twin boys who of course unbelievably athletic extremely it's, it's extremely. just it, it, it's just sort of what sport are we going to push them towards so mm-hmm. if you're talking about um, getting the little ones to like golf. How, how do you start them off? How, how did you start off you kids? How did you start off your 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 grandkids? What do you do to, to get them to love the game as as much as you do?
1: Well, I think the answer is something that you might appreciate. You take them with you wherever it is you're going. If you're going to go to the golf course, take them. And if you're going to go tennis court, take them. And they get to see what you do and how much fun you have it uh, that you have doing it. And you know, then they want to follow in your footsteps. So. Whether you're a runner or, or a golfer or whatever, just keep them close.
0: All right. All right. I will do that. Um, we're going to have um, Matt Moot up here. He was a player for you. He was a coach for you. He has been such a big part uh, of, of this program for, for some time now. What can you tell us uh, about him and how talented he is?
1: Well, I had the privilege of watching him as an 18-year-old, and I watched him mature. And then I watched him interact with other people and then I got a chance to see him in a coaching position. If I'm a player, if I was eighteen years old, I would want to play for Matt Mood. Because I know that he's gonna he's gonna I'm gonna be a priority for him and he's going to work as hard he's whatever it takes. And you know, he's a special guy. Coach, thank you
0: so much for uh, for spending time. Good luck the rest of the season, and uh, and, and thanks for coming down and spending time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. He is the Hall of Famer head coach John Crooks. We will be back with Matt Moot coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. You can listen to every broadcast of our Monday night show live on GoCamels.com and the Varsity Sports app. If you miss us live, you can catch us on the Camel Call Live podcast. It drops every Tuesday on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We are having a men's golf takeover here as we uh, just got done with the Hall of Fame head coach for Campbell Golf, John Crooks, and now... He, joining me now, is a two-time NCAA regional participant, as a player, a two-time All-America Scholar, and in his senior season, he finished second at the Atlantic Sun Conference Championship, including finishing in the top 20 of the last seven events he played in college. He came back to coach at Campbell from 2017 to 21, leading Campbell to three straight regional appearances, two conference titles, then at NC State as a coach for two years. He helped that team to two consecutive NCAA regional bursts. And in an NCAA Finals, he is Matt Moot. And, Coach, when you think back to your playing days, it wasn't that long ago, but when you think back to you being at Campbell with this team, what sticks out?
2: Yeah, well, sometimes it feels like just like it was yesterday, uh, playing for Coach Crooks and, and wearing the orange and black, and, and I'm excited to be back in a different capacity. Uh, you know, I, I tell my guys they've got the greatest job in the world, uh, playing golf, hanging out with their friends, working to get better, going to school, you know, being in a place that they call home. But if they have the best job in the world, I probably have the second best job in the world. So uh, excited to be with the guys, doing everything I can, just kind of be a resource, be an asset to make them better. And, um, you know, I'm I'm at a place that I call home, too. So um, it's special for me.
0: When you think back then, we talked to Coach Crooks and, and talked about what he does when he's recruiting people and, and getting people to come here to Campbell. What was your recruitment like, and what were the things that you said, okay, Campbell is the place for me?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, and I was in their shoes once upon a time. You know, like Coach said, I was, I was an 18-year-old kid looking for a destination at one point. And, and it was important for me to find a place where I thought I could get better, um, both on and off the golf course a place that I could establish lifelong friendships um, and play for a coaching staff that, um, you know, put as much into it as, as I wanted to put into it. Um, so that was really important for me. I was, I was a Western Pennsylvania kid, so, you know, the weather was always appetizing. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and all access to uh, as much golf as I wanted um, at a place that was going to make me better was important to me. Um, so I was excited from that aspect, and I didn't know how much I would love it until I got here, but, um, I, I've met people from, from all over the world that I still call my best friends today, and, uh, and I'm just grateful that I can have that influence on my guys here, attracting them here to Bowie's Creek, small town Bowie's Creek, that they've never heard of before, um, and hopefully they have, you know, half the experience I had here.
0: We never take it for granted, but the fact that Campbell owns its own golf course, 27 holes, great holes, a lot of different variety out there, that is unique to Collegiate Golf, isn't it?
2: Absolutely right, right here on campus, and it's, it's their own personal play- playground. Um, like I said, they can use it anytime they want, um, whether it's during our practice or in competition or playing with their friends. Um, it's really unique for us to have you know, those superior facilities right here on campus, um, not only does it help you make you better, but it's just a place that uh, you can spend an afternoon and get better without even knowing it. Um, yep. and, and, and they have as much fun out there as, as they do working hard at it. So it's, uh, we're lucky to have that right here on campus.
0: What when you were a player, are there a tournament or two or a conference championship that that really
2: sticks out as a highlight of your of your very heralded college career? oh wow there's uh there's probably too many highlights and too many stories that 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 um, that I, put me on the spot. I can't think <laughs> of one right now, but um, you know p- people ask like. You know, what would a dream foursome be for you? And a lot of people say Arnold Palmer and Jack yeah. Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. You know, quite honestly, I, I probably would pick three of my teammates. Yeah. You know, and, we, and for our last round, we'd probably play at Keith Hills. So, um, you know, that, that tells you how much this place means to me and how special it is. Uh, we were lucky to have some success. Um, but when I was in school, you know, advancing the NCAA championship was kind of icing on the cake. That kind of yeah. topped off a good year now we're fortunate that's kind of our standard you know i uh i haven't coached where we haven't advanced to the regionals um so they kind of have that expectation that after finals we still have more golf to play um and that's really fun to be a part of uh this program now and this institution and this athletic department is, is better now than when i was in school and to be a small part of it and just see the upward trajectory is really awesome
0: when you got done with your collegiate playing days, um, you played on a couple of professional tours and, and dipped your toe in the water in that. Was, what was that like uh, after college, playing
2: for a check? Well, I found out real quickly that uh, I didn't hit the ball far enough and I didn't make enough putts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, uh, waking up every day and having that be your priority and being in the game that you love and doing it as a profession was a special experience. I'm super excited that the majority of our guys that come to Campbell have those same aspirations, have those same goals, uh, have that same work ethic and drive to get there. Um, I have the ability to offer a little bit of that insight of what life is like out there. Um, but quite honestly, there's 125 guys that keep a job every year yeah. doing that stuff. So uh, you've got to be the best of the best. you got to be elite. Um, so I loved it. I loved it was it was an awesome experience. It's probably what opened my eyes to gravitating to top-level talent and getting in the coaching world. Um, so, you know, like I said, I wish I maybe made a few more putts, but uh, it's kind of opened the door to what I'm doing now. So it's been awesome.
0: And that goes into my next question that you touched on a, a little bit briefly, but, but go deeper into the fact of, okay, um, you – trying to decide what to do with the professional thing, how how do you get into the coaching game, and, and why was that attractive to you?
2: Yeah, that's another great question, and I think Coach Crooks will tell you, he always saw me being more successful as a coach than as a player. Did he really? <laughs> um, you know, as soon as I finished school, he kind of put the the bug in my ear and and, and sparked my interest a little bit. Um, he'll tell you that he asked me more times than, than I told him yes, but uh, this is the third time I've chosen Campbell. Yeah. Uh, second time as a coach. So it's, it's just a profession that I love. It's a place that I love. And, um, something I, again, I, th- I say I have the second best job in the world. Um, I love to be a part of these guys' development and their, um, experience and, and on their journey. So, uh, coaching is, is the best it gets.
0: Uh, Tell me about recruiting too, because Coach Crooks has been doing this for a long time. But but you all have to divide and conquer a, a lot of times to go out in that to to, to bring people from Australia and South <laughs> America and Indonesia and everywhere in in Europe. What does that take, and, and what do your recruiting trips look like?
2: Yeah, it's something that I was exposed to that I wasn't really familiar with. Like in my recruiting process, uh, it was a couple phone calls from you know <laughs> up north and in, in the United States and. I get here, and um, you have you have guys from all over, several continents, and, and yeah. all over the place. Um, Alejandro, uh, who's here tonight, just uh, had a really good performance at at Lonnie Pool Up at NC State. I am early in my recruiting process of coaching. I saw him down in Miami, and watching the tournament, I was really really impressed with his fundamentals and his technique and how good he was mechanically. So, the next step was I flew to South France to see him play golf. Of course, yeah. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and I've never been to South France before. I think I had to renew my passport that was probably, <laughs> you know, expired for several years. But um, I saw him in Beerus at a really good golf course. And for the first round, for the first 18 holes, he hit 17 greens. So, that kind of clicked to me. And I said, hey, this, this guy's got something going on. So for the next couple days, I watched him some more and see how he handled himself and stuff like that. And and a side story to that is I spent two days walking around with his father, Carlos, and Carlos does not speak a lick of English, and I don't speak a lick of Spanish, okay? So it was a lot of pointing and head nodding and smiling and, <laughs> and, and trying to figure it out, right? So Alejandro impressed me enough for me to get up enough courage to invite him to Bowie's Creek, so... Carlos and his wife, Alejandra's mother, came to Bowie's Creek, and we were we were having dinner one night, and uh, I met them in the restaurant. I walked in, and the first thing I did is knocked over a whole glass of water, a full glass of water on Carlos. <laughs> so if that tells you a little bit about the recruiting process, how Al said yes to Campbell or yeah. yes to me, I still have no idea. Yeah. But little things like that happen in each one of these young men's recruiting journey and their uh, path to get to Bowie's Creek. Um, it's, it's fond of me to, you know, reminisce on some of that stuff and, and have each their u- own unique stories. Um, so recruiting is a whole different animal. Yeah. Um, finding the right fit, finding the players who are going to enjoy themselves and have a good experience here and benefit the university that's so dear to my heart is important, um, so it's one of the best parts of the job, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so you were involved in his initial recruiting and then um, went to NC State, came back, and so what have you seen from him and, and his progress over over these four years?
2: Yeah, and that's, that's a thing that's most gratifying about the job, too, is watching them grow. Um, Coach Wanda Watkins actually told me this, he said, She said, it's one thing to find yourself getting better and better as a player and as a coach, but it's way more fulfilling to watch your players grow and mature and get better and better and and watch them on their journey. So Al's been with us for four years, probably will be with us for a fifth um, to watch his experience. Um, He's a different player than he was four years ago. Um, Even though he has kind of those same tendencies, awesome ball striker. was really, really good this past weekend. Um, we affectionately call him Big Al. Um, not because of his stature, but he probably put on 30 pounds since he's been here. Um, but no, to watch him come from a you know, 17, 18-year-old man, young person in Miami and south of France to here in Booze Creek become a young adult is awesome to see.
0: I know uh, Yo-Yo, who will be up here as well, he, uh, um, you know, new to you. You're you're still getting to know him here, although you know him pretty well over this year. Him winning his his first collegiate tournament, obviously a successful start to his career. How have you seen him develop just from this summer?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I I was not familiar with Yo-Yo as a a junior golfer, but Coach Crooks and Coach C's really did an awesome job uh, finding him. figuring out more about him, figuring out that he was going to be a good fit, and attracting him to Campbell and inviting him to come to Campbell. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about him. I heard the success that he had in tournament play, um, a lot of the players that he beat that I was familiar with. Yeah. Um, so his resume and and his credentials certainly could speak for themselves. When he got here, from the very beginning – it was apparent that he's very good, fundamentally, skill-wise. From the very beginning of the year, he's been one of our best players here on campus. Um, Right now, we're working on what we call having his game travel and have him play off-site as good as we've seen on campus. And I think this past week at Lonnie Pool is a glimpse of kind of the beginning of some great things, of his game being very, very good, for away games, if that makes sense, right? So um, when you look at him, he looks accomplished, he looks skilled, he looks experienced. Sometimes he looks young, but all freshmen look young, right? Yeah. Um, But something great about Yo-Yo is he has a a strong desire to get better. And um, even before he came to school, he's gotten better very quickly, and that's something we look for in players. Uh, No doubt in my mind over the next four years he's going to do the same.
0: Um, what do you like about your starting five that you have right now, which I know varies, but, but, but what do you like about, uh, about your core and how they've developed throughout this semester?
2: Yeah, well, we don't know who our starting five is. <laughs> yeah. In the fall, in the fall semester, I think we play with a different lineup every tournament.
0: Yeah, it did seem that way.
2: Yeah, and, and I think that shows you how deep we are and, and how um, any one of our 12 guys can kind of step up and represent the university and compete for us. Um, we're getting to the time of year now, though, that we're going to catch a rhythm, catch some momentum, and consistent tournament play over the next you know, week or every other week until conference and postseason play. Um, but we kind of do like internal competition. We like the battle to get in the van. Yeah. And, and, and I like my five guys to appreciate the opportunity they have when they are in the van and to compete. Um, this last tournament we were talking about the best part of college golf is being on the road, being with your guys, yeah. playing awesome golf courses in a special town, uh, maybe a different part of the country. Um, and when those five guys can appreciate that and can compete for each other, um, you know, we'll tally them up at the end of the day and see what happens. Um, right now, you're asking about our five. I'm excited to see who that becomes, yeah. but there are several guys on our team I would be really confident with in the van
0: what happens practice wise tournament wise you guys are fine-tuning for the ultimate goal uh, another Big South Conference Championship and this our last year in the Big South and then going on to the NCAA tournament so what are you trying to get out of the guys what are you fine-tuning over this
2: next month and a half yeah well you try to peak at the right time and try to play your best golf um you know when it matters the most, just like the PGA Tour guys do. They try to peak four times a year for the major championships. Um, I like the work ethic of our team. Um, they're some of the most coachable bunch that I've ever been a part of. They they buy in. Um, so what do we need? We need some experience, um, but we get reps like that when you vary your lineup. Um, mostly we need confidence though, and we need we need them to be comfortable, and they need, to, they need to know when they tee it up, they're as good as anybody they're teeing it up with. Um, you get that through internal competition. You get that in earning your spot um, in the van. But as soon as they realize that there, there's a reason they're at Campbell and they're good enough to be in the lineup and they're good enough to play, um, once that clicks, we've seen glimpses of greatness all throughout the year. Once they realize that, um, sky's the limit, really. I think. Wow,
0: that's awesome! It'll be great to to look forward to that, and it'll be fun to uh, to, to to talk to uh, Yo Yo and Al coming up uh, after the break. Matt, thank you so much for being here and taking time out. Absolutely,
2: Chris. You put me in a weird spot following uh, Coach Crooks, but <laughs> I'm kind of used to it when we play golf because he always has the honors <laughs> and I bat second. So thanks, Chris.
0: He is Matt Moot, and this is Camel Call Live, live from the County Seat Sports Grill. In downtown Lillington, we'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to Camel Call Live. We are live from the County Seat Sports Grill every Monday in downtown Lillington. And every time you come to the show uh, live, you get a chance to win some of our fabulous prizes. We've got a baseball four-pack of tickets to give away today. So get your tickets out if you have number 625-977, 625-977. Six two five nine seven seven. We have a winner. A four-pack of tickets to Campbell Baseball. Campbell Baseball will be back in town next weekend as the Campbell Baseball team just ranked in the top 25 today. So thank you. And every time you come here, you have more chances to win more prizes. All right, now we are talking men's golf. We've talked to the coaches, and now we'll talk to two of our student athletes fresh off a fantastic showing um, up at the uh, Stitch Individuals up the road in Raleigh, a first and a second-place finish. Amadeus Sasanto is a freshman out of Indonesia, and our senior from Barcelona, Al Cagoyo, And uh, I think I got both of those right. Of course, uh, I'm I'm talking with a little bit of a Missouri accent, but we'll start with you first, Al. You have been here for four years. You are having good success this year. What's been the difference in your game? I just think the,
3: the repetitions... Over my first two years with COVID, we got the spring semester canceled in 2020. Then in 2021, we couldn't play in the fall. So it actually feels like this is my second year. I don't feel like a senior, I feel like a sophomore. And I think that repetition, we've we've been able to build up and continue to set our foundation. And now going into the spring, we feel more comfortable with our game. And I think that is the key, what's making us better compared to other years.
0: How fun was it being in that tournament and knowing I I think you had a couple of teammates. You guys were all kind of racing for the title, just like you do when you're in your qualifying tournaments down there. How much fun was that?
3: Yeah, exactly. It was great. Uh, I teed off pretty early, so I had about six or seven groups behind me. So I just thought, let's post the number and see what happens. Yeah. Right. And after I made the turn, I saw that I was playing pretty good. I said, let's see if I can make a couple birdies on the back. And I suddenly checked the leaderboard. I saw that he was like, Campbell, Campbell, Campbell. <laughs> and this is a pretty funny story, about on Friday, and I think Coach Mook can attest to this, I said, a Campbell player is going to win this event. Did you really? Yeah, I've never made any type of uh, claim like that or any call like that, but this time I was just so sure that we've been playing well and we were going to win. And actually, on hole 15... I checked and I saw that Yo-Yo was leading at 3-under. I saw myself
0: like at 2-under. I was like, oh, I might be right. (laughs) So it was great coming down the stretch with that feeling. Amadeus, I I think I can call you Yo-Yo too. I I feel like I know you already. That was your first collegiate tournament victory. Take me through the weekend and and how you had so much success.
4: Well, it's kind of interesting to play in that tournament as an individual. Especially after I didn't play really well in the fall um, season. But what helped me a lot in that tournament, leading up to the tournament, was I think we had this one hour or more talk with Matt uh, the day before the tournament. And we, we haven't played, as a freshman, I haven't played Lonnie Pool a lot. Um, I think he helped us going through hole by hole, all our strategy, and all the guys are also helping us I think that plays a big, huge, um, yeah, I think that helps a lot for me, especially.
0: Yo-Yo, you have had your first success here in college, but you've had uh, a lot of success. Uh, you were the Indonesian amateur champion. Tell me about w- what that tournament was like
4: and, and how great that was, w- w- winning over in your home country. Um, growing up in in high school year, I wasn't in Indonesia a lot. Uh, I went to Australia for high school. And winning that tournament after I graduate from Australia, come back to Indonesia and winning that, beating the Indonesian players kind of feels amazing, I guess. And it builds up a lot of confidence towards uh, leading up to the tournaments later on in that year. Um, I guess uh, that's it.
0: Yeah, and, and you went to the, the Australian Academy, I think it was the same place that Jason Day went to, is correct. that correct? yeah. Yeah, it yeah. What was that like leaving your country to go to a place like Australia for, for, for high school?
4: Uh, I went to Australia. I moved there when I was 15-year-old, um, English as my second language as well, so I think that gives me a lot of experience leading up to college, I guess. Um, Obviously, it's hard leaving your family behind when you were 15, um, foreign country and everything, and doing everything by yourself. Uh, I think that helps me a lot. Al, let's
0: talk about your journey. How does someone that uh, is from what I feel is one of the greatest cities in the world, in, in Barcelona, I don't know if it's is great to live at, and I'll ask you about that before as it is to visit, but, but how does a guy get from Barcelona to Buies Creek, North Carolina?
3: Well, I think Coach Mood is the main responsible in that because, as he said before, I was playing a tournament down in Florida, and he saw me play. I didn't know what Campbell was. I didn't know where Campbell was. I didn't know anything about it. And he just gave me his uh, business card, and he said, whenever you're back home, just feel free to give me a call. And so I did. Like Whenever I flew back home, I just called him, and we got along very well. I talked to Coach Crooks. as well we got into a very good relationship very early and it was like a no-brainer for me it was always Campbell from the start and being from Barcelona and being now in Buiz Creek is like total polar opposites because yeah Creek (laughs) doesn't have any pretty much anything around (laughs) Campbell's a small school and I live in a very big city everything is very crowded all the time but I th- I love the contrast because yeah. it is very different. And I, the same way that I'm comfortable at home and I like it, I love being in Boy's Creek and the calmness that it brings to me.
0: Yeah, th- that's what I was gonna say. It's very different, but like most people, once they get here and they're in it for a while, the, the, they really love it and, and you gotta love the golf course. Yeah,
3: exactly. Just being so close to campus, like being a five minute walk, one minute drive, that is key. And also that really made my decision easy because I know some other people who they don't have the same opportunities that we have here at Campbell. So when I saw Keith Hills and I saw the practice facilities,
0: it was the, the missing piece in the puzzle. Yeah. Tell me ab- about Barcelona. Um, you mentioned it's so big and, and that's what I think that people people don't realize. It's almost like. Philadelphia or Washington D.C., but with a really, really nice beach. We don't have those sort of really big towns on on really nice beaches. Um, it's it's just such a great city. What do you what do you love about it? Being from there,
3: well, it actually I think it is a very complete city because, as you were mentioning, it has the beach. But also very close to the beach, we have mountains where, like a week ago, it was they were just snowed. So wow, that that's a pretty rare occurrence. But yeah, they they had snow in it. And it's comprised in between the mountains and the city, so everything is very packed, and the transportation everything is very well thought out. It's the opposite to pretty much the states, but for example, here we have the we're fortunate enough to have the chorus one minute away from campus, yeah back home i have I don't have that, that, that opportunity
0: yeah, yeah, yeah um. Tell me about Yo-Yo, where you're from, um, in Indonesia. What is it like there?
4: Um, I came in a very small city called Jogja. Not many people know it. Um, but, yeah, I have a. I live 40 minutes away from a golf course, so that's kind of hard growing up. Wow, so you were that far away. I was that far away, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I moved out to Australia at a pretty young age. I started golf at 12, and then I moved out to Australia three years after playing golf. So, yeah. What is Australia like? Australia, it was a big cultural difference for me, especially um, I was kind of like a daddy son. Everything is about my parents. Everything is yep. my parents' decisions. And then um, um, living by my own in Australia, four years, that's kind of hard. I get homesick all the time, and it, it, was, it was a good experience. And now
0: tell me about your recruiting process, and how did you get from halfway across the world here to Bowie's Creek?
4: Well, playing a college golf in Division One has always been my dream growing up playing golf. Um, it was all thank you to Coach Crooks, and at the time it was Coach Ashley Sees that recruited me. I was fortunate enough to be here at Campbell. They, um, all the facilities and all the tournaments that they had, it's all up there. What do you like about Campbell now that you've been here for a, for a handful of months? Um, coaches, um, teammates, they're all really nice to me. Uh, especially when I'm away, I'm from Asia and everything, but um, I love them all, yeah. Al, as, as
0: you think about this team and you all starting to have some success now, what do you like about your teammates and, and the guys that you go out there and, and play with every single, every single day? I just think uh, what's key to this team is how equal we are,
3: like how close together we are. Like you can play with anyone on the team and you're not gonna feel like they're either too good for you or too bad or very equally matched. And uh, any given day we can go out and play and it's gonna be a very good fight.
0: I think that brings the best out of in any one of us and that really helps the team. What is your major, and after, uh, and after your golf career is over, hopefully many years from now, what do you, what do you want to do? Well, I'm an engineering major. As Wait well a second, an engineering major? Yeah, with a math
3: you? minor. Come on. So that takes about <laughs> a bit of work. <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, I mean right now I'm not sure on what I wanna do, but potentially I wanna get into the aerospace industry and work with aerodynamics
0: and CFD and applied aerodynamics, so in that type of field. Oh, wow. So can you use any of that now for the for the flight of the ball or that? Or is that just pure physics, not uh not not engineering? Well there there's a couple concepts that could be applied. Really? Yeah, but they're out of my scope. <laughs> Yo-Yo, I know you're just starting your collegiate
4: collegiate career, but but what are you majoring in? I'm majoring in business, but I'm not as academically as Al here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mostly focusing on my golf career. Um, Hopefully one day I can be up there in the top tour. Someday.
0: Well, and and you'll need a business uh, major to to keep track of all your yeah. money, right? So yeah. it'll be it'll be a good thing to do, guys. Thank you so much for for spending time out of your busy schedule to to come here tonight. I really appreciate it, and we look forward to to watching you all for the rest of the year. Okay, that's Al and Yo-Yo. This has been our men's golf takeover here at Camel Call Live. We'll be back next week at six thirty. If you missed any of this show, you can get it on our Camel Call Live podcast that drops every Tuesday. That'll be on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify, Apple, and everywhere you get your podcast. To Coach Crooks and Coach Moot, thank you very much for your time. I'm Chris Saymeyer saying so long from the county seat. This has been Camel Call Live.